Kober, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being a part of our listener audience. We have much to cover today, but as the park hopper option is returning to Walt Disney World. We're here to ask, what does it mean? What does it look like? What's happening? With its phased reopening, Walt Disney World will bring back the park hopper option. Starting January 1st, 2021, guests who purchase the ticket or annual pass with park hopper benefits will be able to visit more than one park per day with some new modifications. We'll look at the details of this and their implications for day guests, resort guests, annual pass holders. We'll look at issues around pricing, around transportation, around which parks are most popular at which times of the day. We'll look at all of this and more. If you get a chance, hop on over. Sorry for the phrase hop there. But anyway, hop on over to DisneyAtPlay.com where we have all these items listed. Uh, There's so much to share with you. So let's take a look first at Disney's statement. Um, As the phase reopening of Walt Disney World continues, they are nearing what they're referring to. Well, they, they say it this way, quote, we are nearing another exciting milestone we know many guests have been looking forward to, the return of the park hopper option. Starting January 1st, 2021, guests who purchased a ticket or annual pass with park hopper benefits will be able to visit more than one park per day with some new modifications as part of our ongoing focus on health and safety. So let's take that first paragraph apart a little bit and talk about what it means. So first of all, this is a milestone and it is, this is an option that's really missed by a lot of guests. Um, I know that um, for many folks, the idea of going to Magic Kingdom in the morning and then uh, heading on over to Epcot in the afternoon or maybe Animal Kingdom in the morning and then going on to Disney's Hollywood Studio. I mean, there's so many ways to mix it up. And uh, I know people have really enjoyed that. I know from my own personal experience as an annual pass holder, sometimes with this podcast and with other things going on, I need to go to more than one park in a day. I certainly had that experience this week. So the idea of being able to park hop and do so in a, um, you know, COVID responsible way is important to me. Um, The question of course then becomes, is this worth the payment? And we'll talk a little, worth the cost of doing so. The reality for annual pass holders is, well, hey, this was kind of part of what we paid for originally. So we were long overdue to have this. In fact, I honestly wouldn't mind if they were trying this out with the annual pass holders first, like kind of like they tried out the parks before they tried it out with the guests. They have said January 1st, but again, and I doubt it'll be before then because of the Christmas holiday season. But again, I wouldn't mind it if they were trying maybe in the first couple of weeks of December with the annual pass holder. They didn't say anything about that, but again, that is a challenge. By the way, um, uh, so on that note, let's go to the next paragraph of what they have to say. Quote, with the updated Park Hopper experience, guests may make a Disney Park Pass reservation for the first park they plan to visit and, and the word and is in all caps, 
enter that first park prior to visiting another. At this time, a park reservation is not required after the first park. However, reservation requirements are subject to change. Okay, there's two key, end of quote, two things that are really key to that paragraph that they wrote. First is that word, and. So don't think I wanted to go to studios and I couldn't get a rest to the studio, so I'm going to go to the studios after 2 o'clock and just make this my second res. I'll make my first one, whatever, Epcot, and I'll go, but I won't bother going to Epcot. No, you're going to have to show up at Epcot and clock in there before you can then head over to the studios. So that that is just a clear statement they have made here. The second thing is that um, apparently you won't need to make any park reservation to get there. All you'll have to do is look at your app and say, oh, it's open. We can go over to this place at this time. Um, however, they have said, however, reservation requirements are subject to change. And I wouldn't be surprised if either in time or during popular times of the year, they don't make that a requirement. I mean, again, they're starting on January 1st, but New Year's Day is a, is, is a great day to uh, to park hop and all everybody head over to um, the Magic Kingdom for New Year's Eve fireworks eventually. That's, that's not what's going to happen here. So um, they are going, they are saying we may still introduce reservation requirements, but not at this point. Maybe they want to see kind of how this all flows out. Next paragraph, they say, quote, additionally, we will set specific park hopper hours during which this option will be available. Park hopper, hour, park hopper hours will start at 2 p.m. each day and end at the um, park scheduled close time. Guests will soon be able to check DisneyWorld.com park hours and the My Disney Experience app for the most up-to-date park hopper hopper hours, park hopper hours, as they could start earlier at a later date, depending on the day and park. So, end of quote. So, what is the most confusing there is why would they need to show the um, park hopper times for that day on the app if everything was starting at two. So what they're saying is, is that the first park available, probably Epcot, will be available at 2 p.m. each um, each day. But I, and, and of course, all of them will go until the end of the park's day. Is it possible, is it possible that not all parks are available <clears throat> on that day to park hop? Um, they didn't say that every park will be available to hop on every day. So, but they are saying that, that the hopper hours will start at 2 p.m. So is it possible that maybe um, Epcot starts at 2, but then uh, Animal Kingdom at 2.30 and, and Magic Kingdom at 4? What could be happening there? And I, I, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see that. Now, with that comes a graphic um that disney included i want to read through that beginning january 1st 2021 Walt Disney world park hopper option 
Step one, and why I want to read this is because it shows in order four steps. So look at these steps. Step one, make a Disney Park Pass reservation. For the first park you want to visit, using a ticket or annual pass that includes Park Hopper benefits. Okay, you make a reservation, you make sure that if um, um, that you have a ticket or an annual pass. Now this is where it gets a little confusing. Of course, for a day guest or resort guest, you, you'd have to buy the park hopper, right? As the time you make the, you buy the ticket, make the reservation. That's all clear. Why is it saying for the first park you want to visit using a ticket or annual pass that includes park hopper benefits? Is it possible? Um, is it possible that, um, that annual pass holder brackets may include and not include park hopping. So maybe the upper tiers do and the lower tiers don't. That's an issue to be considered. Step two, confirm the park hopper hours on DisneyWorld.com. Park hopper hours will start at 2 p.m. each day and end at park close. Park hopper hours could start earlier at a later date depending on the day and park. So is it possible that you're going to see, okay, again, Epcot 2, um, Animal Kingdom 2.30, Magic Kingdom 4, Studios 4.30, something like that. But then you get a text message sent to your mobile app device and saying, hey, Epcot's opening at one o'clock if you'd like to come. Is that possible? So that's a I, I just don't know exactly how to read what they're saying there. And it seems like there's some ambiguity. Maybe I'm just not seeing it. Step three is visit your first park. So what we do know is those hours are going to be posted in advance. Um, step four, when it's time, visit another park. Please note the ability to visit another park will be subject to the park's capacity limitations. So is it? possible that again the park is open but then you check it at you know you say it's it's going to be open from two to closing but then at four o'clock they say yeah no we don't accepting anymore which is something they could do you know back in the days when you didn't have to have a reservation i mean you could again the new year's eve kind of thing just because you had an annual park hopper didn't mean you necessarily got in the magic kingdom capacity close and capacity will close sooner because of health guidelines you see some of the challenges and issues so let me let me talk about a couple of things first of all let me address the issue of park popularity disney's animal kingdom i'll just cover all four parks disney's animal kingdom is going to become more popular in the morning because why would I make that my second park to go to? Because it's always the park that closes earlier. I mean, it did try to go into a nighttime mode, but it's closed off the show that made that nighttime mode possible. So it's really going to stick to a, 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 um, earlier closing hours than any other park. Now, mind you, by the way, I would say that that makes this park the best park to go to in the evening if, if say, two to... Two to six is the hours of the time. I could tell you that park is going to empty out because there's going to be all these park hoppers going somewhere else. And that's going to give you more space during that two to six time period. That's the good news. 
However, if you are looking to book in the morning, so you're going to be first in line at Flight of Passage, guess what? It's going to be a little harder on this. How about Magic Kingdom? Well, Magic Kingdom, that's going to stay popular day and night no matter what. Um, and I think this is going to encourage the Magic Kingdom to stay open a little longer in the evening. So I, I see all, it's just going to keep being popular and there will be more and more people coming to this. If you're looking to socially distance from people, Magic Kingdom will not be your best bet. Epcot, on the other hand, will be, especially in the morning, because why would I book... Why would I book the thing in the morning when I could go there as my second choice in the afternoon and evening when it's closed usually later than all the other parks right now? Again, Magic Kingdom may further its closing date and maybe the studio times will too, but, but right now they're going to be the popular place to go, which is okay because it is so empty in that park. So that's not a bad thing. But honestly, in the morning, it will be, or whatever time it does open, it opens pretty late in the morning, uh, it, it's going to be even emptier because people are going to want to park hop somewhere else sooner and then go to Epcot in the afternoon. Then you have the studios. Well, here's the deal. Two o'clock. How did you come to that time? Two o'clock is the same time as the time we're distributing that second round of um, Rise of the Resistance passes. Not that there are a lot distributed, it seems, at that hour, but notwithstanding, that's the time they do it. That's why I think that two o'clock time was declared, because the same time as that. The other day, I was at studios and leaving just after two, and it was interesting to see the number of people leaving the park after two. They didn't get their passes, or they had done the rides already, and they were out the door. And the good news about that makes the park emptier in the evening and in a uh, be sure to check out my um, my podcast and video coming out on Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's a Christmas, all the things going on, everything going on. You'll see that actually um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was closed, had, had only a 10-minute line in the last 30 minutes of the day. Again, people leaving to go. Uh, had already left because of other things. I see even possibility of more of that. Although, again, if Rise isn't important to you, then for people like me, an annual pass holder, I'm going to be thrilled to be able to go to studios in the evening because it will finally open up to me. Right now, it's not opening up barely at all to me unless I make a pass, a reservation way in advance. This And, and, and I don't have to do Rise every time. This will be nice to be able to go there in the evening and uh, and not have to do that. Now, um, by the way, remember, even in my case with the annual pass holder, I'll still need to go to whatever park I agreed to originally before I come over to the studio. So remember that. Another thing to consider here is transportation. There are going to have to be more transportation options implemented to get, um, to get us through this, um, through this time period. Because what's going to happen is, um, um, what's going to happen in this situation is that there are going to be more people in the middle of the day going somewhere than there's ever been before. So buses, which now don't even really serve between parks, are now going to have to start serving between parks. So it's going to have, and that's a good thing, hiring more people and so forth. It, but they're 
But now you've got even a larger number of people all showing up at 1 or 1.30 or 2 to go to another park. You're going to need just not only buses, you're going to need a lot more buses. Same thing, monorails. The monorail system to Epcot has been closed since day one. Could this be the moment or could they do it right before Christmas where they finally open up the monorail line between TTC and Epcot? That would be incredibly fantastic. Greater use of a daytime use of the Skyliner, way overdue. Um, uh, Skyliner is easy to get on the middle of the day. I could see crowds building up. Uh, same thing with boats going to and from Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios and socially distancing, that means you need more boats. So more transportation is gonna need, be needed between um, one and three o'clock in the afternoon as guests uh, start heading over um, to other parks. What about pricing? Right now, if you wanted to park hop for a one day ticket, it's $65. If you want to park hop for two or three days, then it is um, then it is uh, um, seventy five dollars, and if it's um, more than that, um, it is about eighty five dollars to add the park hopper option. Now, is that worth it for you? Is that going to give it? Some people, um, it doesn't say you can't hop more than one park. Uh, um, but is it realistic that you can hop three parks in one day when you can't start before two o'clock? So those are issues that kind of underline the value proposition between park hopping. I personally have a hard time seeing it, but I know that if I only have one day and I want to see two parks, I can see paying for it or you know something of that. I've only got two days and I want to see all four parks. I can see it. Lots of issues there with the pricing and how that is going to work out. Finally, what if you arrive 15 minutes earlier? Will they let you in a few minutes earlier? I'm standing in front of the Magic Kingdom. It's 1.43. It says it's available at 2. Are they going to let me in earlier or do I need to stand out there? And what if 400 people arrive 15 minutes earlier? How are they going to socially distance that problem? Do they just simply say, oh, yeah, we're going to start letting them in? So that's going to be a little interesting are all available two o'clock and sometime thereafter. Could it be like Windows where you have maybe more like a mobile ordering, especially if they ended up going to the reservation system? That, I'm just thinking out loud on some of these things, but I could see a reservation system on busy days where you may be able to park hop, but you've got to identify the hour in which you want to park hop. And then of course they say, you know, take you need to take 90, up to 90 minutes to park to move from one park to the other is that really worth it going back to the value proposition because you're probably even going to need more time than that given you know social distancing and not being able to fill up buses and so forth um parks uh closing um i, I is this an opportunity to move out the park at nighttime situation are you is it going to be a situation where we're going to be able to um uh be able to have more nighttime offerings and longer days 
nothing will increase capacity opportunities for Disney. I mean, they can move from 35% to 45% simply by lengthening the hours of their parks two or three hours at night. That's a big, that's a big way to increase your capacity. Um, but how well is this all going to be received if there are no nighttime offerings? Um, or are nighttime offerings coming back sooner? And by the way, in all of this, what are the implications for FastPass if and when they return? How is that strategy going to work? For me, I wouldn't park hop unless I probably had five day tickets to get the value out of it. I think you spend more time hopping and I think with social distancing, you could be hopping a whole lot. You could be spending a whole lot more time trying to hop. But, um, but I understand that park hopping is a, a favored activity. And I know as an annual pass holder, I will be doing that for sure. Not all the time, but I will be doing that because I get value out of doing that. And I would pay actually um, for a higher, I always pay for the higher tickets anyway with the part annual passes, but I, I certainly would find value in paying for that higher uh, pass ticket if it allowed me to park hop. So anyway, wanted to give you the news the same day, the podcast, the same day as this news came out and uh, hopefully it is timely for you and you can start thinking, hey, 21 is just around the corner. Do you want to come to Walt Disney World? Um, do you want to, um, do you want to park up while you're there? Um, I might suggest check out David Zanola. He can give you more insight. He and I talked prior to this podcast, uh, in preparation for it. We shared a bunch of ideas. He would have been on the podcast, except it's his wife's birthday. Happy birthday to you, Leah. And, um, and, uh, anyway, give him a call because he can, and his link is on, um, the, uh, the show notes page, give him a call because he can help you really kind of kind of work through the math on all of that. Well, anyway, that's it for today. We've got more to come, including a big update from Disney's Hollywood Studios. So stay tuned over the weekend. We will offer that. And again, no matter where you are, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.